0: Bonds are important, like they're a part of people's portfolio. But for a lot of people in today's environment, analyze what the purpose of that bond is and is there
1: something you could be doing differently? Today, we're taking a deep dive into the sexy world of bonds. Yeah, today you're going to learn all about bonds, why they are typically an important component of a balanced investment portfolio, how certain economic anomalies have shaped bond returns over recent decades and whether now is a time to consider buying, selling, or looking for alternatives. We make bonds fun. I mean, come on, who knew the concept of an inverse relationship could be so exciting? (laughs) Why? Because they're bonds, baby. This is the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Your host, Josh Brittle, is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies, for the last few decades, he's been helping fine folks like you thrive in their retirement. Me, I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host, and fan of 80s sitcoms. I'm here to keep the show fun and lighthearted. So now, that me, that you, that me, end this introduction so you can enjoy the show all about bonds, baby. FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change. timer before you go oh oh yeah you want to have a timer just so we don't chat like little school girls. Hey, didn't somebody say we sound like a couple of high school giggly girls or something, Josh? Right? So
0: we had an event with some clients at it. And one of our clients who was there, her husband couldn't make it. This is Diane and Glenn. Diane and Glenn are some of my favorite people when they come in. We always laugh. We have a great time. I love talking to them. And we had this a client event. and Diane came, but Glenn couldn't be there. And this client event was funny. We'll talk about it here in a second. But Diane said mm-hmm. that she was listening to our podcast before she came to the event and that Glenn walked through the room and says that said that the two of us sound like giggling little schoolgirls. Yeah. And that was one of the variety of weird conversations about the podcast we had
1: that night. Is it odd that I'm somewhat flattered by that comment? Yeah, I understand. I mean, I think a lot of it is sometimes I feel like a giggling schoolgirl <laughs> as you say stuff. And I wonder, because I don't know if your clients have seen this side of you, but your laugh. And I've referenced it in previous episodes
0: apparently it's a good laugh but there are certain things like people have referenced like they've enjoyed listening to our stories growing up but like i know you so well that you tell a story and i know what's coming and like i just start laughing because i know what's coming
1: well you sound like scoob yeah (laughs) waggy
0: um so we had this client event and there was not that many we only had a, a small handful there but it was the first time that multiple people referenced the podcast to us, so mm-hmm. it was it was kind of fun to go to an event. Now, some people absolutely loved all the the witty repwaatar, the witty banter that we have at the beginning. And then I talked to my sister, whose father in law is a client of ours, and uh, he told my sister
1: he's learned how to fast forward <laughs> through all of this. So, <laughs> it's- yeah, I mean, look, we're not everybody's cup of tea. No,
0: but we're there's something about us that everyone's gonna like. Yeah.
1: Do you want to introduce our special guest in the studio today?
0: This is the second time the special guest has joined us in the studio. And the first time it went so well, we actually scrapped the whole episode.
1: (laughs) No pressure.
0: So we have Erin from my office here today. Erin's an advisor with us, she's been with us over five years now almost six, almost six. But Aaron and I work very closely together on a lot of different clients, and she knows my my brain better than most people and uh, she's helping us kind of come up with some additional increased content for the podcast so that um Dave doesn't have to uh, not you Dave the Dave my sister's oh yes his father in law doesn't have to fast forward through all the stuff, and you know he can have more good stuff to listen to
1: there, yeah, but I think the The pizza party event was great, but I think coming out of it, we all learned the most important thing is that I have fans amongst your clientele. It was really funny. We talked about this the
0: next day and there was about five people from my office there and I introduced everybody and... The biggest applause went to you. Yeah. Which <laughs> is really freaky. And- it's kind of the way it
1: should be if you think about it. I do bring the most to <laughs> this do. whole endeavor. You do. Now, I don't want to mention any clients by name in case they're listening, but they did request a uh, autographed t-shirt with my big head on it. So next event, I'm going to have to hand those out. Josh, can you finance those for me, please? No chance. <laughs> oh, come on. no chance. What if it says hashtag tax nerd on
0: it? It may be that. So speaking of hashtag tax nerd. Yeah. It is back-to-school time right Hashtag now. Hashtag tax nerd. Hi, Al. It is, ba- is back-to-school time. And Missy and I took the kids back-to-school shopping last week, um, last weekend, to buy some clothes. And we're at Old Davy, mm-hmm. And they have – we went to check out about a whole slew of clothes. And the cash register has one of those little things where you can see all the stuff ringing up and they give your subtotal at the bottom. And it shows you the tax next to it, like subtotal, tax total. Oh, yeah. And Alex is mesmerized <laughs> by this. So there's a little eight-year-old boy staring at this stuff, bringing it up. Now, first off, he's mesmerized because kids, at least my kids, have no concept of what things cost. Nope. So seeing that that shirt was $5 and those pants were 11 like, you know, to him, that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. But then he looks, he goes... Dad, it's tax. It says tax, Dad. Look at all the tax.
1: He was so excited.
0: The cashier looked at him like, who is this kid? What is he doing? And so
1: he looked at her and he goes, I love talking about taxes. <laughs> no, he didn't. He did. No. It was so cute. What does Zach and Maggie do in these situations? They
0: just roll their, their eyes at <laughs> it's, like, it's just there. But they each have their moments. So, But no, Alex loves talking about oh, taxes. Man. And, so I don't know about you, but
1: I hear back to school, and I think Billy Madison. You know what I'm talking about? Back to school, back to school, <laughs> to prove to daddy that I'm not a fool. Come on. It's epic.
0: <laughs> movie quotes, I'm not the person you want to talk to. I
1: got quotes. my lunch packed up. <laughs> my boots tied tight. Okay, I'll stop.
0: Well, and your house is big, too, because Landon's going back to – Second grade, second grade. Yeah, and your wife being a teacher, she's yeah. now back in school all the time. So. I don't
1: like. I do not like this this schedule. I like them home. I feel like I can be less productive and not feel so guilty.
0: I asked Dave if he could come in on Friday morning because I wanted to do some things with him, and he goes, oh. "Oh no, I'm very busy. I have to take the dog to get it groomed." And I was like,
1: <laughs> oh, good God! Listen, that's I'm I'm bougie. All right, you have to adapt to my lifestyle, Josh. What? Is that time, Josh? What? Okay. Hey, Mr. Josh. Let's take a break. You've been talking for so long and my ears are sore. Let's not make them snore. Listening shouldn't be a chore. So let's get to know Josh and David. Watch a rating soar. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: So walking around the office, sometimes my father will sing. Dave relates to
1: retirees. Yep. Or my
0: uncle or somebody here in the office. Will, when when he walks around singing that song,
1: then I'll know. We've made it. We've made it. Part of the reason we had Aaron in the room was so that we could look at her and she could be like, okay, you guys are rambling. Well, we're at eight minutes now and Aaron has not helped us at all. Yay. Stay I guess it's better than 15. That is true. Okay. Your turn to uh, read the question, Josh. Cool. All
0: right. So the question is my turn to pick a question, and I saw this, and I immediately
1: know your answer. Well, oh, come on. I okay. immediately know your answer. Am I that predictable or just that simple? With this one, yeah. you're that predictable. Okay. All
0: right. All right, Dave. Yes. If you were out at dinner with no cash, what would you do or say to get the bill paid?
1: Hmm. You think you know me on this one, huh?
0: Um, I think I've lived through this one multiple times with you.
1: For like the last, say, 26 years? Mm -hmm. It's pretty much, I think, how we became friends. Yeah. I would give my puppy dog eyes to the waiter or waitress and just say, I forgot my wallet. And then you'd look
0: at me Mm -hmm. or anybody else who's around Mm -hmm. you and go, good God. It's true. And down goes our credit card. Down goes your credit card.
1: if it's not you, it's her friend Q. If it's mm-hmm. not Q, it's Carla.
0: And she's like, Well, she's married to you. Yeah. I like but... how you, I like how me and Matt came
1: up before Carla. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, now, Josh, you always have your wallet on you. I know that for a fact.
0: This, this is my biggest nightmare. Like, really? Buying something or like going through a transaction. Yeah. The, the party completing their end, and I can't complete mine. Like, I will do everything in my power to not let that happen.
1: Okay. But it, it did happen. Would you leave one of your child, children behind as collateral?
0: I don't know if I'd leave a child, but I would definitely leave collateral and come right back
1: with the money. Like, like your license or something? Yeah, or, something. Yeah.
0: Something like I would be mortally embarrassed by this. <laughs> In fact, as a, a kid, we used to go out for dinner a lot and my father would entertain different people who go out for dinner. And I remember we were out with other families. He would say, "How?" And I would ask him, how do you decide who gets to pay the bill? And he says, I have a two second rule. If that check sits on the table for more than two seconds, I'm going to pick it up. Mm. Hands down.
1: Oh, that's why your dad's always my favorite.
0: Well, he also said if it happens a second time, that's my
1: last meal with him.
0: Oh, wow. So it's, that's the, it right. goes back and
1: forth. That's but good. See, my simple, my answer was nice and simple. Yours, yours was like, why must you needlessly complicate everything? Again, you had to tell the story behind it. It did. Yeah, it makes more sense that way. <laughs> Josh, what are we talking about today,
0: buddy? Well, today's topic is dry, boring. Yeah, it's really something that it's not a lot of fun to talk about. But I think I can make it fun. Yeah,
1: bonds, baby. I have a story about bonds. You do? I bet it will gain a lot of interest. <laughs> Thank you to Steve in your office for that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, Did you but, like that one, Aaron?
0: Yeah. Thanks. She didn't laugh
1: see, I can't turn my head that way.
0: Bonds are something we typically find in a lot of people's portfolios. Most people think of stocks and bonds. I've got stocks and bonds in my portfolio. And that is a very traditional thing to have. So I wanted to spend some time talking about bonds and I wanted to talk about what their purpose is inside of someone's portfolio. And then I uh, Talk about like if they're kind of – if they're good right now, if there's something else we should be looking for because they play a huge role and they're almost never talked about.
1: Bond. James Bond. (laughs)
0: Everyone's thinking it. I think James Bond gets more conversation than people's bonds in their portfolio.
1: I'm already half asleep just from hearing the word bonds. Yeah. Yeah.
0: At some point in time, you know how you say a word over and over again and like the eighth
1: time you're like, that doesn't sound (laughs) like the right word. I think that will be by the end of this. Yeah. That's like me with like wallet and pain. What? What? <laughs> Continue on. For a bond, a bond,
0: you know, people will have a percentage of bonds in their portfolio, and, you know, they'll have the 50 50 portfolio, a 60 40 portfolio. And one of those numbers references the amount of bonds in a portfolio, the amount of fixed income in a portfolio. I'm going to try to make bonds interesting. Good luck with that. All right, here we go. What is a bond? And I'm going to start by comparing it to what a stock is. Because most people think, hey, I know what a stock is. And a stock is when you own part of a company. And I'm going to use the the company IBM as an example. It's my go-to example because I know they have both stocks and bonds. So if you buy some of IBM's stock, you are buying a small, very small percentage of ownership in that company. So if IBM does well, your stock does well. If IBM does poorly, your stock does poorly. You understand that?
1: That makes sense to even me.
0: Yep, well, that's my goal. What a bond is, is a bond is you're actually taking some of your money and loaning it to that company or that municipality. So instead of taking your $10,000 and buying ownership in IBM, you're taking $10,000 and loaning money to IBM. Now, a bond, they're giving you back this piece of paper, or this promise of really what it is, and it's going to promise two things. It's going to promise that at the end of the term, you'll get your money back. So the term traditionally is 30 years, but the term could be anywhere from five years to 10 years to 30 years. Traditionally, it's 30 years. And they can go longer, actually. But 30 years is a normal time period. And then so they say, at the end of this time, you'll get your money back, and IBM will pay you that money back. Now, over that time period, while they're holding on to your money, they're going to pay you interest. And they're going to state what the interest rate is. So they say, hey, this is going to be a 3% 30-year bond. Whatever it might be. So what that means is they're going to pay you three percent for the next thirty years, mm-hmm. as opposed to your investment going up and down based upon how well IBM does. Now you're just getting that interest rate that comes back. There's different types of bonds, and
1: well, can I ask you a question first? Sure. Bonds? Can you a break them? Like can you end it? The- it's an
0: unbreakable bond. Is yes, it? we can. No, we'll talk about that. Oh, okay,
1: okay. Um, so we'll the question? No, that's a good question. I can't remember the second question. We'll talk
0: about breaking bonds here mm-hmm. in a little bit, but let's talk about the different types just so you, there's a small, nuancy difference. There's corporate bonds. Those are loaning money to a corporation. Um, there are municipal <laughs> bonds. Those are loaning money to municipality. So a lot of times, park districts and cities and highways and school districts will sell bonds in order to pay for something. That's how they raise money. And there's also government bonds. So you talk about treasury bonds where the U.S. government will actually borrow money and pay you interest in return.
1: Is that like the good old savings bonds?
0: Savings bonds, yeah. Savings bonds are government bonds, double E bonds. You know, there's all sorts of different bonds. And those are very common inside of a portfolio.
1: Didn't Aaron say grandma used to buy her a bunch of savings bonds? Yeah, and she a lot of times like that. People, yeah.
0: you know, as as a child, you know, Aaron talked about Getting these savings bonds. There's a lot of people that bought savings bonds. We have a lot of clients that every day or every year for the first 20 years of their marriage, they would buy $20 in savings bonds or whatever it might be. And now they have this wad of savings bonds that they actually have no idea what to do with. So that's one concept of a bond. The more traditional one we see, the government or the corporate bonds Mm -hmm. that are out there, those are a lot more often inside of people's portfolios. But what is the purpose of the bond? I promise, breaking the bonds, I'll get back to here in a second. But the purpose you own a stock inside of a portfolio is so that it can grow. Now, it goes up and it goes down. But the purpose of a bond is to provide downside protection. Downside protection. So IBM, when IBM goes down in value, in theory, that bond shouldn't go down because they're going to get your money back it's at some point. F- in time. Yeah. It's a fixed. It's a it's fixed, fixed number. You know you're going to get that, that money back. And also, at the same time, to pay interest as the time goes by. So IBM is going to pay you 3%. So it's provide a percentage of your portfolio to have downside protection and pay you interest along the way. Now, you didn't realize this, but can you break a bond is a great point because bonds are sellable. So the company itself or the co- corporation or the government entity, they can't break a bond. It's their contractual guarantee. Ah, I see. Um, now, if they do... That is called a bond going into default, and that company pretty much goes out of business.
1: Okay? And That's, then you are
0: SOL. Yeah, that, that money, money is gone. gone. If, 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 if a company can't pay their money back, like their bond principal back, that money has gone. So they can't break that contract. They don't want to because their company has gone at that point. But you can get out of that contract. You can sell that contract to somebody else. And we have a free market system. And so you could sell your bond to Aaron. You could sell it to anybody who, who, who's out there. It doesn't really matter in essence, it is breakable. But what Aaron pays you is going to be dependent on what the market pays. So here's where bonds are so goofy. Right now, we are in a a, a rising interest rate environment. It is the first time in literally our lifetime that we have seen rising interest rates. And we expect them to stick around for quite some time. Yeah.
1: And that's to help with inflation. Yeah, one of the reasons all, There's all
0: sorts of reasons that interest rates rise, but one of those reasons is to help with inflation, but one of it is because rates were so darn low, they have to go up a little bit. Let's talk about that. So right now, if I, if I'm IBM and you come to me and you buy a bond and I say we're paying 3%, that's great. Now, normal bond pricing is $100,000. You give me 100,000. I'm going to promise to pay you 3%. But you want to break your bond and now Aaron wants to buy a bond. So she has a choice. She can come to me and as IBM, and say, Hey, IBM, I want to buy one of your bonds. And I'll say, Great, now we're paying 4%. I'm still paying you three, but Aaron and I can pay four because that's what the going market rate is. Mm-hmm. Well, she has a choice. She can pay me the 100000 I pay her the 4% as IBM, or she can go to you because you're looking to get out of your bond. Now you're looking to break that bond. And she'll say, Hey, I'll buy your bond from you. But IBM's now paying four. I'm not going to give you $100,000. I'll buy it from you, but I'm only going to take, say, 90000 hypothetically. Yeah. Okay? And you have a choice. You can take it or not take it. Okay. And the reverse is true. If I'm only paying 2% now as IBM, she can take my 2%, or she can come to you, but you're so smart, you're going to say, hey, IBM's only paying two. You can have it, but I'm not giving it to you for a hundred. Now it's
1: going to be $110,000. Makes sense, and in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh, there's got to be like an eBay for bonds." There is a bond market. Um, in fact, people think of how big the stock
0: market. I mean, eBay is a market to buy and sell. Stuff. Yeah, there is a bond market, and the bond market is drastically bigger than the stock market. So people think the stock market is this huge, ginormous entity. Yeah, well, the bond market from a lot of estimates, is 10 times bigger than the (laughs) stock market.
1: How does one go about selling or buying a bond? you have to go through a broker or something?
0: You can do it the same way inside your Fidelity accounts. I mean, there's all sorts of ways to do it.
1: Pretty much the same way, I should say,
0: a very similar way to the way you buy and sell a stock, you can buy and sell a bond. Now, most people don't buy individual bonds. Most people are buying bond ETFs or bond mutual funds. It's a much more cost-effective way to do that than buying one bond. So I'm not recommending that, but that's just the the way most people do it. Mm. The big thing with bonds right now is, is you have to realize that bonds operate what they call an inverse relationship to interest rates. Inverse means it's going the opposite direction. So if interest rates are falling, they're going down, bond prices mathematically have to go up.
1: Oh, I see. As
0: interest rates rise... Bond prices mathematically have to fall. Okay, Does that make sense? Yeah. So let me get back to the very beginning of what I said. What is the purpose of a bond? Mm-hmm. And we have been warning people of this for like the last four or five years. The purpose of a bond is to protect in a downside environment, in a down market turn, and to provide decent interest rates. Mm-hmm. We're in a really weird time right now where interest rates are still really darn low, so they're not paying much interest rates. And as interest rates rise, mathematically, the value of that bond has to fall. Has to fall. So we've been telling people for years, we've been looking for what we call bond alternatives. What can we do that can provide that same purpose inside of your portfolio that aren't priced with an inverse relationship to interest rates?
1: Off the top of my head, I can think of a few bond alternatives. It's like Jack Reacher. There's Jack Ryan. I knew, I, There's, I'm not a movie person. I knew you were going. You seriously? I, I Am I that predictable? Now? Oh
0: man! You had a little smile on your face. <laughs> it was a James Bondish smile. Shoot,
1: John Wick. Oh man! I was hoping I could.
0: <laughs> All right. But bonds are important. Like they're they're a part of people's portfolio. But for a lot of people in today's environment, analyze what the purpose of that bond is, and is there something you could be doing differently? I hope it's a little bit of education in a very boring topic, but I would like to, and I think we should do this in a future podcast, talk about how that bond impacts a typical portfolio. Mm. And You mentioned things, 60-40. Yeah, we're talking about the 60-40 portfolio and things like that. So boy, if that's not a teaser for a future oh, podcast, wow. I don't know what
1: is. But I mean, here, we have a legend here, folks. We have a guy that can make taxes, just fascinating. <laughs> and now he's making bonds just so spectacular. I can't even. Isn't my, my wife lucky. This. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, move on to something different. Dave relates to retirees.
0: I have no idea what you're going to do with this one. And you don't? I just, I just talked right over the end of your little intro, too. Yeah,
1: don't worry. You know what, Josh? Yeah. I'm used to you. You would think you're so entitled. You're like, oh, I'm going to buy this guy lunch, and then I can just talk over his segment.
0: That's just rude. You know, you told me earlier that I listen really
1: well. <laughs> I take it back. Apparently, I can just talk over stuff. I need to be heard now. All right. Dave relates to retirees. Bonds, man. This is a tough one because I got to admit, I'm just – I was kind of sleeping through half the episode here. (laughs) But but I I can go two different paths with this. I think back in the day – I I own a lot of baseball cards, and so my friends and I would trade baseball cards, and you'd be like, "Hey, I want this Roger Clemens. I got you know three different. Was this pre steroids or post steroids? Oh, Roger this Clemens. is pre steroids. Yeah. And again, back in the '90s and '80s, when we were doing this, it was cool to take steroids. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Sammy.
1: So yeah, I mean, I can relate relate to retirees with bond. This whole bond trading thing, this thing is fascinating to me. You Just go on Fidelity, whatever Fidelity is, and just trade stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking Fidelity is, like a, is a card shop. I'm gonna. Pre- it's like the Beckett. Remember the Beckett yeah, magazine that yes. had like values of cards. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of I'm relating This whole thing. Also, my action figures that we brought up uh, a few episodes ago. Those are like my version of bonds. This is a little bit of a stretch here, but like the interest may not be a financial or monetary interest, but like I'll go down in my basement on a lonely Friday night. And just be like, wow, those are really cool looking action figures, and that's what I get out of it. And then, hey, I guess I, I guess someday somebody who's nerdier than me, there are bigger nerds out there, can be like Dave,
0: hashtag tax nerd.
1: I want, I want that Sleepy Hollow figurine. I can't buy it on the, on the, the normal market. Can you sell it to in the black market? Like I'll give you more money. And with that, Josh, that's how you related, her, Yeah. Dave relates to retirees.
0: Boy, if you listen to your car and Dave doesn't edit that down, you just got blown out there. I'm sorry,
1: people. I had no idea. I had no idea.
0: Uh, Dave just ate the microphone and sang at the top of his lungs into it.
1: And now, insert the Full House music. Uh, so,
0: I think you had the right start there in your Dave relates to retirees. Because... A bond is something that you're going to put money in that's going to serve some sort of purpose to you. Now, we talk about what the purpose. I'm big on purpose. What is the purpose of the money, of the dollar, of your life, of your retirement? And for you, those action figures and those baseball cards served a purpose. Those action figures are something that you think is going to grow in value and you really want to sit there and look at. Now, a bond is not something that you're going to go down on a Friday night and go, Ooh, how cute. I remember Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Um, in fact, you're probably never, ever going to look at your bond except on your monthly statement, but a bond serves a purpose as well. And they both have, they're both a spot that you can stick and store money. Now, from a standpoint of the last few years where we've told people a bond is not a good spot to have money. For most people, I'd probably say the same thing about Sleepy Hollow action figure figurines, but mm-hmm. that's neither, neither here nor there. It's a fair assessment. It's a fair assessment, yeah. but there's a purpose behind it. And the fact of the matter is that there's somewhere that you can put your money. Now, a bond is much more in a retirement vehicle in an investment vehicle that it's traditional out there. And your Sleepy Hollow figurines, well, they make you happy. Um they do. There's,
1: there's a chance of default on them as well. <laughs> I it's garner like, interest from, like, Landon's friends, if that makes you makes it. It's true. Cooler. You always want to be the cool dad the I am definitely the cool dad. So
0: sometimes I feel like I go soft and fluffy yeah. on these things. But that's the purpose you have for the money. Now, for retirees, the purpose of that money is to be there for the rest of their lives. I would argue that an action figure... Or maybe even a bond right now may not be somewhere that they want to have a large portion of their assets. There, there could be some additional different places, some alternatives
1: that might benefit them more, hmm, like subscription to Cometeer Coffee.
0: You do have your Comteer cup today. I I've do. seen you, you know, bang that against the table multiple times. As, I know. So if you I guys are hearing microphone. metal into the microphone today, <laughs> that would be Dave's coffee cup.
1: At least I didn't. good god i do love the slurps bonds man ah this is invigorating i want to go open up a fidelity account i don't even know what that is but i want one just
0: so you can buy bonds (laughs)
1: stare at bonds all day
0: it's really important that i don't make recommendations in this podcast because i don't know people who are listening well enough now i do know you well enough (laughs) yeah do not go david and open a fidelity account to buy bonds what if i
1: what if you do it for me no. No, even no, then?
0: But no, th- that's the story of Bonds. It's not a it's not a fun topic, but it is something that is important and is in a lot of people's different portfolios.
1: Cool, Josh. I know you mentioned that. Uh, I think I am going to be privileged to do another episode on Bonds here with you in the future. Oh, man. Bonds times two. Look could be more fun. James Jimmy Bond. <laughs>
0: no, that works. Oh, Jimmy, okay. Jimmy. Dave, the Retirement Equals Freedom Podcast Club, yeah. which you rolled out a few episodes ago, is yeah. really growing. Yeah, Dave, this week, once again, love for people to go to the fsrwealth.com slash podcast website and sign up for our podcast club emails. That way you can get all of the the fun notes that come with this and you can see all of our show notes on. The website itself—it's you're doing an amazing job on
1: it. So, well, I appreciate that, Josh. And I know that the the people that are opening the emails—they are the ones that are listening because it's just convenient. I'll send you an email with direct links right to the episode. Bada boom, bada bing, and you get to have the privilege of hearing Josh and I talk about bonds, man. Bonds, baby. And uh, we'll sign off by saying, "Dad, this is for you. Bye." Bye. Why? Because they're bonds, baby. Hashtag tax